Hi! Hi! Welcome to Ghoul Gals. I'm Cassandra. And I'm Julie. And today we're talking about clothing. You wear it. You love it. You love it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I love uh, clothes oh, a lot. Too. So, today I'm going to talk about a yokai. Ooh. Welcome back to the Okai. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> Your dreams were your ticket out. That's so sad. Like, what a sad song. <laughs> oh, goodness. You're right. That is sad. Mm. All right. So I'm going to talk about the Eton Moman. Okay. Um, which <laughs> means... One bolt of cotton. Oh. <laughs> oh, interesting. Um, so I love this yokai because it it reminds me so much of like that typical picture of a ghost of like wearing a sheet mm-hmm. <laughs> and just being kind of like feathery, light, uh-huh. um, wispy kind like of a thing. Phantom. Yeah. Yeah. So the Itan Moman are a type of yokai from Koyama Kimotsuki district. They are also called uh, Itan uh, Monmi or Itan Monman. According to the Osumi Kimotsuki Gon Hogan Shu, jointly authored by the locally born educator Nomura Denshi and the folkloricist Kunio. Yanagita Fun. at evening time a cloth like object about one tan in area which is about <laughs> I know I had to like look this up like a thousand times <laughs> so it's um 10.6 meters in length by 30 centimeters in width but okay 10.6 meters <laughs> is like 30 something feet right uh so extremely long and then, and then not super wide. Thin, like <laughs> yeah. a long ribbon. Kind of like a scarf, almost. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking wow. about it. Yeah. Okay, okay, so it's a scarf. It, yeah. So it will flutter around and attack people. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the Itan Moman is a simple, narrow sheet of cloth which people use to make clothes. There it is. <laughs> um, and as you can imagine... You know, a lot of yokai come from a being that's around for a long, long time. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Or is used by humans. Like, I was reading about um this little, it's like an umbrella that, like, if it's mistreated or lost, then it comes back as an angry umbrella. Oh, no. <laughs> so, that's kind of this thing, this cloth. It kind of, like, it served its purpose on Earth or whatever, and mm-hmm. then it's, like, coming back. So after a long time of being of service to humans, it comes to life. Mostly, it resides in the region of Kagoshina, and they are said to wrap around your neck and cover your face, thereby suffocating you to death. Oh, no. In other tales, it said that uh, these claws would spin around and around, kind of like a tornado, Mm -hmm. uh, and quickly come flying over and wrap around your entire body, and swoop you away to the sky. <laughs> uh, what? Yep. 
my god! What happens once you're in the sky? No one knows. They don't come back. Oh my god! <laughs> uh-huh. I was like, oh, do they drop you, or do you like go so far in the sky you can't breathe anymore? Or... All of the above, maybe. Oh yikes! Yeah, That's uh, scary. You're never seen again. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> so unlike other kind of demons, yokai, mm-hmm. there is not a mischievous bone in this cloth's body. Uh, not just because it doesn't have bones. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> well, usually there will be like pranks or like um, oh. tricks and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but in this case, it doesn't have any sense of humor or sympathy. It just oh. literally, it flies through the sky at night and drops on unsuspecting humans. Oh, and that's I see. it. That's I all see. it does. Oh, okay. Um, it doesn't talk to you. It doesn't. So it's a psychopath. It's not even sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, Yikes. So there is a story where one man was hurrying to his home at night when a white cloth came and wrapped around his neck. So he pulled out his short sword. Trying to attack it. Good thing he had that. <laughs> right? Oh, this is supposed to, this is like an old. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Not just like. <laughs> not like 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he okay. like tried to attack it and he like got it. And so then he like got his wits about him and he was like uh-huh. looking for it. Uh-huh. And the cloth was gone. Uh-oh. But Uh-oh. his hands were covered in blood. What? So apparently this thing. It's like not just cloth. Uh, it's what? terrifying. Terrifying. What? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh my god, my mind is blown. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. In the famous yokai Amaki, which we have heard of, mm-hmm. the Hayaki Yagyo, which is the night parade of a thousand demons, mm-hmm. uh, there is a yokai shaped like a cloth with arms and legs, and the folklorist Komatsu Kazuiko hypothesizes that that is the origin of the Itan Momon. Hmm. Um, so they're thinking that's the first time that it was uh, brought to life. Got it. They're okay. written down, at least. Okay. So this is wild to me, too. So there are tons of fairly recent sightings, which is what? great. <laughs> um, but I was also unable to find much information on any of them. Um, but... Still, love it. So, <laughs> apparently it's super well-known in Japan, um, and seeing one is kind of like seeing a UFO. Uh, oh. So, there are, like, sightings of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw an Itan Moman. Like, oh <laughs> that God. kind of thing. That's crazy. <laughs> right? In recent years, there have been sightings not only in its native Kagoshima prefecture, but uh-huh. also in Fukuoka prefecture. Oh, with one report coming from a bullet train passenger who claims to have spotted one flying alongside the train, <laughs> matching its speed. What? That's so fast. It's, it's like so 120 fast. miles an hour, right? That's, like an insane speed. Yes, it is. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> so that's wild. Yeah. Um, they've also been spotted on the main island, too, with Tokyo sightings in both Koenji and Ojikubo. The former of which was seen by a woman who was walking her dog, and she followed the yokai for a short time before it disappeared. <laughs> so, uh, interesting. <laughs> Why also, would you follow from, it? Like, the, right? <laughs> from like the folklore setting of it, like mm-hmm. the, the ideas of folklore, uh, it's 
terrifying. It has no conscience. Yeah. It just wants to kill you. Yeah. But there's also, we'll find out why later maybe oh. she was thinking okay. that it would be nicer. Okay. In Shizuoka Prefecture, elementary school kids were said to have seen a trans- transparent sheet-like object flutter around, and the entire object was like a rectangle, but it became thin on one end like a tail. Oh. Also, it is said that in Kimotsuki, there are shrines where the Itan Momen are said to frequently appear, Ooh. and it was believed that when children pass in front of the shrine, an Itan Momen flying above in the skies would attack the last child in line. Oh, no. So children would run ahead and try to cut in line because <laughs> they didn't want to be last. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. I love things that kids make up. Right? (laughs) Um, In 2004, in Hyogo Prefecture, a UFO filming society captured footage of an unidentified cloth-shaped object flying in the skies above Mount Roko and is said to be extremely large at 30 meters. Um, Unfortunately, I was unable to find that footage. So if someone can find it... Hmm. Send it to me because I don't. Yeah, uh, I'm having a hard time. <laughs> um, so while filming, um, Natsuiko Kyoguko Kai, the actor Shiro Sano witnessed an Itan moment flying above, and it is said to have a long white shape. So it's all kind of fitting, fitting with that. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's very interesting though that the highest number of sightings and captured video footage was during the East Japan Tohoku earthquake and tsunami disaster. So, yeah. I remember that happening. I was in um, South by Southwest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so uh, so that was in 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also interesting because you're like, okay, well, during, like, a natural disaster or something, mm-hmm. the chances of something like a cloth getting riled up mm-hmm. and flying in the air. Uh-huh. Doesn't necessarily have to be supernatural, right? <laughs> to occur, right? That's like witnessing a tornado in in Kansas and being like, "Oh my god, I saw, <laughs> I saw this flying claw." Mm-hmm. I saw that. Uh, what is it from Hercules? Those things that came. It's the second week in a row that we've referenced. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. What are we? What um, are we... like remember at the end there were those titans. Um. So like seeing a. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a tornado and being mm-hmm. like, oh, yes, this is a titan. <laughs> right. From, from that mythology. Yeah. So, like, yeah, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not yeah. necessarily. Okay, yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Because um, my whole thing, when I was reading it, I was like, okay, yeah, it's a cloth flying through the air. Hit someone in the face and someone <laughs> gets stuck there. <laughs> and they're like, oh, God, it's, uh-huh. you know, attacking uh-huh. me. But... With how big and long it is, that made me think differently yeah. a little bit. Yeah, because, like, what, what was the one that they saw with the, the UFO society or whatever? Mm-hmm. That was, like, what? 30, 30 meters? Which is, like, over 90 feet long. Yeah, that's huge. Like, that's... What could that possibly be? Right. <laughs> Unless it was, like was kicked up at a, a Joanne Fabrics. Like, a true, truly, like, a bolt of, of cloth. Mm-hmm thrown up in the air at Joanne Fabrics and <laughs> caught by the wind. <laughs> and then attacking people. Yeah, uh, that's not even, that's not like a bed sheet. That's not mm-hmm. a t- 
tablecloth. Yeah, and how many people would have that long, like, that much fabric? Right. You know? Right. A tailor or a seamstress or something, Mm -hmm. but... Yeah, like a manufacturing area, but not, like, regular people. Yeah. Weird. But, so the Eton moment are thought to appear in the evening, but the general view is that because uh, in the past, parents needed to do farm work for the entire day, including at this time, and therefore could not keep an eye on their children, the tales of the Eton moment were told to children to warn them of the dangers of playing too late. Oh. So it could just be a, don't go out after dark, it'll get you, you know? Or a cloth will come and get you. Mm-hmm. Imagine. Right. You told that as a child. Oh my gosh. I, yeah, that would get me. That would. I mean, anything would have gotten me as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so also, in the lands where the legend is told, there is a custom of raising a cotton flag during burials for the purpose of mourning. So it is inferred that some of these would be blown by the wind and fly in the air and thus be connected to the legends of the Momin yokai. Oh. And this is this is interesting, too. Um, this is a little debunking, maybe. Ooh. At least with my thought process. Okay. So in the Japanese television series, Tokoro-san no Megatan, there was an experiment performed in which a piece of cloth about 50 centimeters long so like 19 inches, 19, 20 inches, mm-hmm. was set up and moved in the darkness. And the average length reported by the people who saw it was 2.19 meters. Oh, With the Christ. longest being That's six like s- meters. Six feet. <laughs> right? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so huh. the program suggested that when a white or bright object moves in the darkness... A positive afterimage optical illusion would leave a trail due to movement, causing soaring things in the forest at night, such as the the uh, Itan Momen, uh-huh. to be seen as longer than they actually are, and thus mistaken. Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, huh? Okay. I love that little bit of little bit of science. Yeah, a little bit of, yeah, yeah. I believe that. So one of the hardest things about uh, searching for this one and searching mm-hmm. for like sightings mm-hmm. is that uh, apparently they are everywhere in pop culture. Um, again, uh, I apparently wild. do not imbibe in pop culture because I don't. I never really heard of it. No. So this yokai was once relatively unknown, but ever since their appearance in Mizuki Shigeru's comic, uh. Gigi no Kitaro, uh, it became more widely known. So this oh. comic depicted them uh, to talk in a Kyushu dialect, don't know what that means, mm-hmm. um, has good-natured personalities and have a unique look while flying, which raised their fame and popularity despite their original legend of attacking people. <laughs> so apparently they're just little sweethearts. Huh. Um, so in Shigeru's birthplace, so the writer, Sakai Minato, in Totori Prefecture, they ranked number one in the first yokai popularity poll <laughs> held by the Tourism Association. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Also, in Shigeru's yokai depictions, like the other characters of um, the Kitaro, 
They are depicted as a cloth with two eyes and arms, so now they're commonly perceived to be pieces of cloth with two eyes in yokai depictions. But Mizuki's yokai depictions are original inventions, and the ones in actual legend and in the previous witness reports have no eyes or arms and are just, like, long cloth. Right, right. So uh, keep that in mind when you're uh, watching, reading that, when you're reading that comic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so in the 2020 uh anime adaptation of the inspector uh-huh. uh which is uh kyoko siri uh novels an itan moman drawn in the mizuki style flies out from under the skirt of the female protagonist kotoko do you know this i know the show you yeah, know the i show? watched the whole thing on Hulu or HBO what? Max or something. What? Did yeah. she? So she had a cloth with eyes pop out? I guess. <laughs> you don't remember Nope. That? <laughs> hmm, time for a rewatch. Uh-huh. Uh, I like, I remember liking it. Right? I think so. Right? It was during, like, it was during the lockdown, so I don't, you know, who yeah. knows what happened. Yeah, you're, like, watching a lot of uh-huh, stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Yeah. So there are some other similar yokai. Um, I have not read this, so I'm very excited. Uh, so the following are yokai considered to be similar to the Itan moment. Uh, the Musasabi would fly through the air along forest streets at night. Forest streets, interesting. And cling, <laughs> and cling to people's faces in, oh, no. in surprise. Oh, no. So it is theorized that they are thought to be... A yokai like this. Who wrote this? This is from Wikipedia. This is from Wikipedia. Wow. This I might is cut like that what, bit out because yeah, I don't you probably should. That. This is like what Wikipedia was like when we were in high school and teachers were like, "Don't use Wikipedia as a source because <laughs> it because it was full garbage. of bullshit." <laughs> yep. Now I'm, we're here. We're finding the garbage. And... <laughs> so there's the fusuma. Or bedding. <laughs> so it's a, a yokai told to frequently appear and disappear on Sado Island in the Edo period. Uh, it was a yokai that looked like a large furushiki, um, which is like a cloth used to like wrap things up and hold things. Okay. And they would come flying out of nowhere at roads at night and cover the heads of pedestrians. So that oh sounds very familiar. <laughs> um, they cannot be cut with blades of any sharpness, but oh. they can be bit apart with teeth <laughs> that have been blackened at least once. What? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> what the hell does that <laughs> what mean? What does that mean? Blackened teeth? Oh, God, that sounds awful. So teeth blackening, which is new to me. Yeah. Um, totally is apparently... new to me, too. <laughs> don't, don't care for the imagery yeah so um it was done predominantly in southeast asian and oceanic cultures um uh, in japan obviously as well as india peru ecuador wow um also in russia wow okay so teeth blackening (laughs) is usually done during puberty and it was primarily done to preserve the teeth into old age because it prevents tooth decay, similar to the mechanism of modern dental sealants. Interesting. Oh. Um, and it was seen as a sign of maturity, beauty, and civilization. But literally, it's just, it looks like you blacked out all your teeth. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, God, I hate teeth. <laughs> That's really interesting. So does that mean that it's, like, an older person? Because it's, like, seen as a rite of passage in some ways. So you're a little older? I don't know. Maybe. But it said that um, people start doing it at puberty, right? Yeah, yeah. Huh. But it says, um, so, okay, so they can be bit apart with the teeth that oh. have been blackened at least once. It is said that because oh, of this, there was a custom... For males to blacken their teeth. Oh. Huh. Interesting. That's, uh... That is very... Very odd. Uh, new, very new to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Okay. So then there's the, also <laughs> the futon caboose, which I know... <laughs> I know that's not right. <laughs> but that is what it looks like. Um, so it's probably... Well, it's probably futon. Futon... Uh-huh. Caboose? Caboose? Caboose does not sound correct. <laughs> Caboose. Caboose. <laughs> Caboose. <laughs> no, that's not uh, right. Anyway, uh, so it means literally cover with futon. Interesting. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, Sakushima in Aichi Prefecture. Uh, in the writings of folkloricist Kunio Yanagita, it is only written that they'd float along and fly in with a whoosh, covering, I'm sorry, covering and suffocating to death. Oh, no. So there are not many legends about it, not much is known, but is interpreted to be a futon-shaped object that comes flying in and covers your face, suffocating So is it like the... Futon. Because some futons come with like like the couch part, but it has like a covering yeah. on it. I wonder if it's that. Could be like a, like a sheet sort of yeah. deal, huh? Oh, Christ. Yeah. So they all just kill people. Oh they yeah. They all kill everyone. Their whole thing is killing for sure. God. But it sounds like the only. <laughs> well, so we heard earlier with the Itan moment. So mm-hmm. he had a short, like, that guy had a short knife. Yeah. And was able to fight it off, at least. He didn't kill it, because it flew away. Covered in blood. Covered in blood, so something happened. Um, <laughs> Where is the blood coming from? <laughs> right. Uh, um, huh. Yeah, anyway. But so, then the other one could not be killed with any blade. It had to be bit. With teeth. With teeth that were blackened. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, that is so so bizarre. Huh. So it's um again all over pop culture. Uh, it's in the uh, anime manga series Inu versus Boku SS. So one of the characters is an Itan Momen. In the franchise Super Sentai, the Itan Momen is seen as a basis of a monster in a series of installments themed after Japanese culture. So. Huh. What? There was one in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? I know that show. Called <laughs> Calcifier? Oh. Huh. <laughs> interesting. Anyway, interesting. He's all over. <laughs> but that's that's kind of it. But, um, like I said, like if you search like Eton Moment sightings, it's mm-hmm. all... It's all pop culture yeah, stuff. Yeah, comics, uh, manga, whatever. Anime. Anime. All that stuff. So... Yeah, anyway, uh, but I loved it. Yeah, that, <laughs> I think it's 
so weird and cool. It and is now, weird and cool. When I was like reading about it, I was picturing plastic bags like <laughs> like stuck to trees and stuff, and I was like, oh my gosh, what if that was a yokai? <laughs> <laughs> I was picturing the um, annoying blanket from Brave Little Toaster. Oh yeah, <laughs> flying around. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it's uh it's weird yeah or like a flyboy scarf like the like aviators used to wear the white scarf they like fly behind there <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's interesting i love yokai because it, it's just i mean it can be anything and it's still scary though like you wouldn't think this would be scary but it is it is yeah and it's almost more terrifying because it is so real. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess I've never seen, you know, a 30-foot piece <laughs> of cloth flying through the air at night, no. but I can picture it really well. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. Uh, now I'm sure I'm going to see one. <laughs> Do you ever feel <laughs> like a flying cloth <laughs> looking for a face that Just you to can... suffocate. <laughs> <laughs> yes! So you can suffocate. <laughs> Great. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. I'm super excited for yours. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So I have a few things to talk about. Um, one like main story and then a couple other things I could not resist, um, including because they're excellent. <laughs> so the first one is The Lady in Black. Ooh. <laughs> Lady in Black. Is dancing with me. Um, <laughs> cheek to cheek. <laughs> done. Yeah. <I'm> okay. Done. <laughs> <laughs> um. So there are tons of different types of ghosts, like ladies in white, ladies in red, mm-hmm. ladies in black. <laughs> um, that are kind of like figures. You know, like they're not like specific people necessarily. They're just kind of like a type of ghost. Mm-hmm. This, however, is a specific person. Oh. Yeah. Um, and it involves a fort, an old American city, a woman in a black dress, um, treason, what? disguises, what? plots, Ooh. and the possibility that it's all fake. <laughs> <laughs> Where would we be without that last one? <laughs> So this is the story of Melanie Lanier. It's L-A-N-I-E-R. Lanier. I want to. I want to say Lanier, but I don't want to be like pretentious. About it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I'll just say Lanier. Lanier. That sounds stupid. Lanyard. Lanyard. <laughs> Melanie Lanyard. That sounds stupid, though. <laughs> Whatever. Um. So Melanie Lanier was the wife of a Confederate soldier imprisoned in Fort Warren, which is located in Boston Harbor. Oh, okay. Anyway, so a little bit about the fort. Um, Mm -hmm. It was constructed between 1833 and 1861. Okay. So finished just in time for the Civil War. (laughs) In the ribbon cutting. (laughs) It was overshadowed. Um, It is named for Joseph Warren, who was a patriot. 
a liter like a patriot from the Revolutionary War, not just like I'm a patriot. Ugh. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> like those dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he was a patriot who enlisted Paul Revere and sent him out on his iconic ride to one of the British during the Revolutionary War. No way! Yeah. Nice. Yeah, which is fun. It yeah. reminds me, this makes me feel like a uh, national treasure or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Warren was a physician and a leader of the Boston area patriots at the time. He would later die in action at the Battle of Bunker Hill in North Carolina. Oh, wah, wah. bummer. <laughs> well, he got a fort named after him, so that's nice. <laughs> you win some, you lose some. <laughs> uh, the grounds served as a training camp and a prison throughout the Civil War. Mm. It held military officers, political prisoners, and others fighting the Union. Its strong walls and heavy armory made it a secure place to house these prisoners. However, its weapons were never used um, for anything but uh, training exercises. Mm. Mm -hmm. So that's good. Fort Warren also played a large part in both of the world wars. It was a command center of the harbor defenses of Boston during World War I. Mm. Then throughout World War II, it was again a key strategy in the defense of Boston Harbor. Um, But like, were things actually happening? Right? I was like, okay, well. Were there U-boats coming? Yeah, that's the only thing I could think of. Yeah. Like, because like by only, sea. Yeah, the only attack on American soil was Pearl Harbor, and that wasn't even American soil yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, what, what, <laughs> what did it do? Like, just the fact Maybe that it they was were ready? There? Like, like, that was, they were like, maybe, probably they'll come to Boston, yeah. and we want to be ready. <laughs> Maybe. So they were ready, huh. I guess, yeah. That just threw me off. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, after 1950, the fort was rendered permanently inactive and officially decommissioned. Mm. Uh, it is now owned by the state of Massachusetts, and it's open to the public to Ooh. explore. Hmm. So on to the good stuff. Yeah. Here is the story of Melanie Lanier. Well, there's surely hundreds of ghosts there, because it's a fort. Surely. Surely. <laughs> I can only imagine that the the life of a wartime prisoner was not great. Mm-hmm. I'm sure many people died there. Sure, you got, you got trench foot, you got lice, you got... Can you get trench foot if there's no trenches? <laughs> if your feet are wet enough. <laughs> going to the doctor and being like what's wrong with my foot and he's like you got trench foot <laughs> but like you have never stepped foot in a, in a trench ever yeah <laughs> you just have wet feet all the time <laughs> oh no God, that is disgusting yeah don't like it yeah so melanie being a woman mm-hmm. wasn't a soldier she was a civilian and she was like i said earlier she was the wife of a confederate soldier hmm. whose name was he doesn't have a first Mr. Lanyard. <laughs> <Mister. laughs> Lieutenant Lanyard. <laughs> uh, he was captured during a battle in North Carolina early in the war and taken to the prison for holding. The soldier's beloved wife caught wind of his whereabouts, and some believe that he was able to stealthily smuggle a letter to be mailed to her from the island prison. Ooh. Yeah. Wow, good for him. Yeah. However, the letter was never recovered. 
Regardless, the adoring Melanie made it her mission to be a heroine and set her fiancé free from Fort Warren's walls. No way. Uh-huh. This is great. I know. <laughs> One evening, Melanie put her strategic plan into motion. She boldly boarded a boat. I love the way this is written. I did not write this. <laughs> <laughs> she boldly boarded a boat that would take her to George's Island, uh, which is the name of the island that the fort is on. Not... Her it's not her name. husband. It might it might be. <laughs> but I don't know that for sure. Okay. <laughs> um where she would free her husband. It's been rumored that she found a Confederate ally that housed her near the prison during the days before she could reach her husband and lead him to freedom. Mm. She used this time to mysteriously and clearly communicate the escape plan to him from outside the prison walls. Mysteriously and yet and clearly. clearly. <laughs> I think when they say mysterious, they mean, like, sneakily, maybe. Yeah. Or mysterious, like, they don't know how it yeah. was done. Yeah, but, <laughs> but she clearly did it. Yeah. <laughs> she was able to do it, yeah. Um, so she boarded a small boat along with her trusty pistol and rope, mm-hmm. the tools she toted to free her husband. And she carried a pickaxe she planned to use to dig him and other prisoners to freedom. What? <laughs> She was digging as part of her plan? Wow. Right. Good for her. <laughs> she... <laughs> Melanie patiently waited offshore in the stormy darkness at their designated meeting spot. Her husband waited for the perfect moment to signal her. Suddenly, she heard her beloved through the darkness, whistling a popular southern tune. No! <laughs> Okay, this is like a this is like a historical novel. I know, I know. <laughs> this does not seem real. I I love it, but it is real. It has it, to be real, it, it right? Might be. Who knows? Who knows? Not me. <laughs> uh, Melanie knew that her husband was now ready to set their plan into motion. I wonder what song he was singing. I wish I was Miranda Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Look away. Like every Look away. single song that Look I can think of was yeah, right. <laughs> She'll be coming round the mountain. That seems like a southern song. That's not. I mean, it's just that word, right? When she comes, yeah. So who knows? Maybe maybe it was that one. Is the yeehaw in there, or did you just add it yourself? I feel like that's. It sounds right. I mean, it I feel, sounds like it fits. It felt natural. So <laughs> it sounded <laughs> natural. Thank you. So it seems like that's part of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, is that, I mean, is that Southern or is that yeah. like Western? Is I that know. cowboy? I was like, oh, yeehaw's a cowboy thing. Yeah, there, I mean, there are Southern mountains, but not like. Like the Appalachian Mountains? Yeah. I don't think she was singing yeehaw going through the Appalachian <laughs> Mountains. Yeah, I wouldn't be. <laughs> Not after I don't know, that movie we watched. Dolly Parton, I could hear her singing yeehaw till the Yeah, but she's a country singer. Like, <laughs> like, cowboy is like her aesthetic. Mm, mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah, where it was. The cowboy the hooker. Fringe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. I love her. Huh. Anyway. Well, well, mm. let's just say it was that one. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was singing about her. 
Yeah. Melanie's be, be coming around the mountain when she comes. Melanie will be coming around the mountain when she comes. Whenever she's here. <laughs> Whenever she, she'll be digging with a pitchfork. No, a pickaxe. She'll be digging with a pickaxe. And something, something, something. Brandishing a pistol. <laughs> Doesn't rhyme, but that's fine. She'll be coming. <laughs> When she comes, yeehaw! <laughs> there we go. Okay, I like that. Beautiful. Okay, goddamn. Okay. <laughs> okay, so disguised as a man, <gasps> Melanie stealthily approached the prison walls. Oh, better and better. The plan was to use the rope to hoist her small body <laughs> over the imposing walls of the fort. Okay. That seems pretty basic. <laughs> You know, not her detailed plan, her <laughs> yeah. mysterious but clear plan. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna throw a rope over <laughs> the side of the wall, and I'm gonna climb up the wall. That is clever. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, the breach was a success, and she was so overjoyed to see her beloved husband once again. The two reunited and quickly went to work with their co-conspirators. The couple, along with several other prisoners, began the tough and tedious task of tunneling out of the prison (laughs) underneath the thick stone walls. Using the pickaxe, they carefully cut through the dense earth. They planned to create a tunnel directly into the armory and weaponize themselves to overthrow the guards and escape. So they're not even trying to get out. The Great Escape. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, no, they're not. Let's make a hole to freedom. Let's make a hole to the to the armory to get everyone out. Yeah, and then we can leave. Wow. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Um, Believe it or not. Did it work? It did not. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Believe it or not, it didn't work. Uh, As carefully thought out as this was and as stealthy as um, Melanie was, and her disguise, and her her nighttime boat trips, <laughs> and their whistling, um, it, the the plan was foiled. No. Their relentless digging was loud enough. I to I was thinking that too. I was like a pickaxe at night. Right. <laughs> no one heard Maybe it. Underneath the earth is like an island. <laughs> yeah. Underneath massive stone walls mm-hmm. too. No, no. <laughs> so it caught the attention of one of the Union guards. And Duh. he, of course, quickly alerted the other guards and a riot began. No! <laughs> Melanie found herself in a standoff with a Union soldier, no. brandishing her weapon to bravely protect her and her husband. Ooh. Finally, running out of patience because they're in a standoff, so they're just standing, <laughs> pointing their guns at each other. <laughs> at each other in that meme not, <laughs> not with real guns not with weapons <laughs> um, oh. 
The Union soldier lunged forward, attempting to grab the pistol from Melanie's hands. The gun fired wildly. No. And when Melanie looked up, it had struck her cherished husband. No! (laughs) Tragically, the beloved husband she was attempting to save died right there before her very eyes. Oh, no. That's because your plan was bad, Yeah, it was a bad plan. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Uh, Melanie was swiftly arrested for trying to aid her husband in escaping. Mm Mm-hmm. She was sentenced to death by hanging for the crime of treason. Whoa. And her destiny quickly went from freeing her husband to heading towards the gallows. Still donning her masculine disguise, Melanie had just one request before her execution. Okay. She wanted the dignity of dying in women's clothing. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) With no women living at the fort, the guards were only able to find a simple black gown to clothe Melanie in for her last moments. Hmm. So where where did they find this dress is what I'm wondering. And how far are they They're away in Boston from... Harbor. Like it's not <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's a quick boat ride. I'm sure there's They can like a... yell to yeah. the mainland like throw us a dress. <laughs> <laughs> throw us a dress. Yeah. <laughs> Get Paul Revere <laughs> to ride over a dress. I'm, I'm sure he's dead at this point, but mm-hmm. whatever. Huh. Yeah. So um <laughs> the body of Melanie Lanier was buried on the ground, still mm-hmm. wearing that black dress, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, leaving the world knowing that she was the person that caused her husband's death oh. likely tortured her soul. No. Her spirit remained restless with the guilt and frustration of her failed attempt and fateful accident. Okay, so that insane fantastical story yeah uh leads up to ghost sightings of yes course, uh-huh. of melanie uh in the weeks and months following melanie's death her image was seen aimlessly walking about the fort mm-hmm. witnessed still clad in the same black frock she longingly moved about mourning her husband soldiers saw and felt her spirit amongst them stricken with a severely broken heart and reliving the day when her plan went horribly awry. Oh. <laughs> Over time, the sightings of Melanie's spirit only increased in frequency. She eventually became known famously as the Lady in Black. Her dark, heavy gown swaying in the harbor breeze before her apparition vanished into thin air. Ooh. Isn't that pretty? That is a really cool visual. Yeah. To this day, the ghost of Melanie has been spotted around the island and roaming about Fort Warren. She's been seen standing atop the impressive entrance arches, staring down at those entering. Mm. Her immense anger over her husband's untimely death has even spurred her to chase unsuspecting soldiers from the fort. What? (laughs) Melanie's spirit can't seem to escape the fort, just as her husband couldn't on the last day of his life. Mm. Ironically, the events on that day led to the end of both their lives. (laughs) Oh, that's rude. (laughs) A fact that will surely torture Melanie's spirit until the end of time. So that's the end of that story. Whoa. Uh, (laughs) So going back to how this might possibly be fake, Uh um, there was a website that was looking into primary sources for this so like record of a woman being executed for treason Mm -hmm. and they can't find any of it they can't find a record of her existing at all 
there was one woman who was executed for treason during the Civil War, and that was Mary something, <laughs> who um, was involved in the plot to assassinate Lincoln. Oh, yeah. yeah. So definitely not trying to get her husband broken up. Not out. even close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hmm. um, the first time that this story appeared was in some guy's like book of like Boston-y stuff. So they think that he made it up to to sell books. But people have seen her, so I don't know. So there is some lady in black. <laughs> uh-huh. Wow. Maybe they just forgot to um, make a record of her execution and her treason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could be. Yeah, I mean, that's it's such a fantastic story. Like, It sounds unbelievable. But, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Oh, I like it, though. I do, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you're in the Boston area, though, you can go visit... The, well, I don't know if it's open because of COVID, but you can go visit that fort and see if you find that ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have two other smaller stories. Okay, so one is um, about the Alaskan gold rush and... What? Someone named Scary Mary. Scary Mary? <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, gosh, you sound great. Uh-huh. Uh, so this is about a hotel in Alaska mm. called the Golden North Hotel. It was built in 1898 at the height of the gold rush. Ooh. So this hotel was built to accommodate thousands of prospectors who are passing through the city every week. Wow. Yeah. And it was this stream of guests that helped provide the basis for the principal ghost story associated with the hotel. Yes. The tale <laughs> involves a prospector, sometimes referred to as... Klondike Ike. <laughs> Klondike Ike. <laughs> Who traveled to Skagway, which is where... Skagway? Yeah. names are fantastic. I know. Um, which is where the hotel is. With his fiancée, Mary. Mary took up residence in room 23 at the Golden North while Ike hiked out. <laughs> <laughs> so while Klondike Ike hiked... <laughs> so hard for me to say (laughs) (laughs) on the 500 mile journey to the gold fields oh my god yeah so that sounds fucking awful yeah from this point the story takes on a few variations some say that mary fell ill with pneumonia Mm. which is totally believable Mm -hmm. Uh, some say she grew worried when ike didn't return when he was meant to and locked herself in her room that seems like the opposite of what she should do. <laughs> but okay. Exactly. Uh, some say rather ambigu- ambiguously that Mary cloistered herself because she was hiding out from local ruffians. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so each one is more unbelievable than the last. <laughs> Whatever the circumstances, Mary died while waiting for Ike to return from his prospecting expedition. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Um, some versions involve the hotel staff breaking down the door of the room to find Mary dead, wearing the dress she had intended to wear at her wedding. No! To Klondike Ike. No! Wait, they weren't married? No. Oh. Yeah, scandal. Scandal. They say she haunts the building to this day, although reported sightings of Scary Mary <laughs> vary widely. <laughs> 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 Scary Mary, baby. <laughs> 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 
reports <laughs> reports of sightings of scary Mary vary widely. Mm-hmm. Oh God! With some seeing a spectral woman roaming the halls or watching at a window for her her fiance's return. Some hearing mysterious noises or feeling blasts of cold air in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> and some guests of room 23 waking up in the middle of the night feeling like they're choking. Ooh. And it says in parentheses, as if they had ghostly pneumonia. <laughs> <laughs> Not regular pneumonia. Ghostly. The pneumonia that Mary had when she was <laughs> waiting for Ike to return. Wow. Um, so that's the end of it. That That's all the information. Most of it is just like, if you want to stay here, you can. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Huh. And then the last one is my very favorite about a haunted wedding dress for sale on Facebook. What? Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. I'm going to read this verbatim from this Australian news website that it's from, even though it's an American wedding dress mm-hmm. or an American story. I think I read this. Stop. Did you really? I, I did. <laughs> yes. Is it a $600 wedding yes! dress? Yes. Okay. Yes. Did you? I love it. I could not resist <laughs> including this in the thing because it is so stupid. <laughs> Okay, so from the Australian news website, um, they say a bride-to-be has revealed how she is selling her haunted wedding dress after a string of eerie occurrences around her home. (laughs) The unidentified U.S. woman said she found the vintage dress in an abandoned gold rush town while hiking. What? And took it home determined to wear it to her upcoming nuptials. Okay, this sounds so so fake. (laughs) (laughs) Not only does it sound fake, but like already I'm like, okay, if it was real, like Mm -hmm. the off chance that it is real, you deserve this. Because when I first read it, I assumed that she bought it. Like she she found it in a gold rush town, like at a thrift store or something and bought it. Yeah. No. (laughs) She found it in... A home, a random house in a gold rush town, so like a, a ghost town. Yeah. And took it. What? So she deserves everything that yeah. came to her. That's like the that's like the those hikers that found that yes. doll yes, with that the horrible, noose. Horrible nail doll. The nail doll. And then they were like, Oh let's bring it home. Like yeah. you get what you get. Look what we found. Let's take it home. <sighs> no. No. You 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 take only pictures. You leave only footprints. <laughs> <laughs> That's true for everywhere. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Whoa. So a string of unbelievable events, <laughs> including moving items, unexplained smells. Swarms of flies and flying objects eventually convinced her that the gown had possessed her home. Oh my gosh. Advertising the dress for sale on Facebook for $600. What? The bride explained the bizarre string of events. Okay. So she's selling this dress that she stole. This is fake. (laughs) This is all so fake. Uh Uh-huh. $600? Okay. $600? Yeah. Also, like, um, no? Mm-hmm. Are you fucking kidding me? It'd be like free. Free haunted yeah. dress. Yeah. Please you take it. you want this dress, please get it the fuck out of Except my Except I would never, like, okay, if I, okay, <laughs> if I found a wedding dress in an old ghost town 
and I brought it home and it started for I wouldn't, but if I did, <laughs> and I brought it home uh-huh. and I, things started to happen, I would not be like, how should I get rid of it? Let's sell it on Facebook. Facebook like, Marketplace. No, no, no. No, you <laughs> no. burn it uh-huh. with salt uh-huh. and bury it. Uh-huh. Or you take it back. You don't... Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's so stupid. No, like, this is... I hate her. <laughs> I hate her so much. I hate this anonymous <laughs> U.S. person. Oh, um, okay, so she says in the Facebook post... While my fiancé and I were hiking through a small town between Fairfax and Carbonado, Washington, we came across an old gold rush town that was completely abandoned. Needless to say, our curiosity got the best of us, and we started to explore the ruins of this ghost town. Okay. Fine. Sure. Fair enough. I like it. We've done that before. Take some pictures. Uh Uh-huh. Take some pictures. (laughs) Leave Leave some some footprints. footprints. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. In one of the rundown remnants of a small cottage we shimmied up to, uh, I came across this dress. It was so gorgeous, I froze at the sight of it. First of all, also, it's not even pretty. (laughs) So, (laughs) also, so is it supposedly from the time of the gold rush? That's what I would assume. Because how would it still exist? Yeah, it it wouldn't unless she found it like in a chest or like in something. And even then, like, it, she wouldn't be able to wear it. It would be falling apart. Yeah. If it, yeah, a gold rush from, okay, so even, so the California gold rush was, like, 1840s. We just read about the Alaskan gold rush, which was 1898. Okay. So let's assume that this one in Oregon, uh, <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry, Washington, was somewhere in between there. Yeah. So this dress is at least 100 years old. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Could be 150, even. Could easily be 150. And, like, the fabrics used for wedding dresses. Wait, when did Queen Victoria get married? 1833. Okay. Because I'm like, would white dresses even be, like, a thing? It would have been by this time, yeah. But, But like, But it wasn't, yeah. It it, would have been absolutely falling apart. Like, there is no way that it would have lasted. Um anything like even if it wasn't falling apart it would have been covered in dirt mm-hmm. like disgusting yeah little, little, little holes. yeah and like mouse holes yeah Ugh. yeah mm. yeah so this is <laughs> i think it's so bad about it <laughs> uh so she goes on to say if i'm being completely honest it scared the crap out of me all at the same time but something about its ethereal beauty just begged me to bring it home with me Bride-to-be said it wasn't long before things started going very wrong. God. Uh, Afterwards, things at home would never be the same. After a week of having the dress, we noticed my cat beginning to hide underneath the bed almost all day. When she normally spent the day on us. (laughs) Or on her designated windowsill. Then things started moving around the house. First, small things like sock. What? For small thing like sock? <laughs> One is first sock. small things like sock. <laughs> this is copy oh, and pasted man. from a news newspaper 
in Australia. So I'm assuming an editor looked at this. So <laughs> and is it part of a quote from this her? This is a quote from oh her. So this gosh. is what she wrote in her Facebook. Wow. Account. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> First small thing like sock and my, my closet door being open in the morning when I specifically remember closing it before bed. Then my cat's food tray would get thrown at such velocity it would knock things off of the shelf hung on the wall it strikes. This happened relentlessly. This is terrible. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna this make up a Facebook if you're gonna make up a, a haunted ad to sell something, mm-hmm. get someone to write it for you. Right. So that it sounds good. <laughs> it's like an amateur mm-hmm. mystery she, writer. This is obviously someone who's like, how do I say the word um over and over. What's what's a synonym for over and over? And then she went in the thesaurus. Oh my gosh, yeah. And found a She had thesaurus.org open on her computer the entire time. <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. And then came the smell of rotten eggs and fire that would fill our bedroom <laughs> night after night. So she this this is not only all of like the 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 stupid way that it's written, but also it's like every Every single thing that always happens in mm-hmm. ghost stories and mm-hmm. hauntings, all happening to her. Mm-hmm. Like, just pick one. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, oh, God. Then flies started to pile up against my back windows and swarm around my front door. Ew. Yeah. Attempts to bless the bride's dress and home with holy water only intensified the activity. Doors slamming, lights turning on and off, Candles being blown out in still air. Footsteps all over my apartment and heavy anguished sighs. <laughs> so close to my ears, I could feel the breath Ew. of whoever it came from. Oh, that is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it was only when she gave it to her future mother-in-law for cleaning and tailoring that things finally changed. Why would you? Why would you give it to your future mother-in-law who probably already hates you? Because that's what mother mothers in law do. That's. Uh... But then, like, hey, I think this dress is haunting my house. Mm-hmm. Can you can you alter it for me? Yeah, like I know that this dress is haunting my house, uh-huh. and I'm going to continue with the idea that I'm going to wear it on my wedding. Uh huh. And I want you to to cut it up to change it. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Are you insane? So the ghost is already pissed. Yeah. And you want to make it angrier? Yeah, and give it to to a loved one, not even a, a stranger. Rude. Mm-mm. During the two months that the mother-in-law had the dress, it was complete peace. No more tension in the room, no more arguing between me and my partner, no more objects moving. What? That was out of nowhere. Right? <laughs> she didn't mention that before. No. No more objects moving or footsteps, and my cat was back to her affectionate, playful self, she said. She never got it dry cleaned and begged me not to get married in this dress because of the energy surrounding it. And I hadn't even told her about what was going on at home. What? Because up until that point, I hadn't even connected the two. Are you serious? This girl's dumb. Are you serious? (laughs) You bring a wedding dress you found in an old mining town. A ghost town? (laughs) And then ghostly things start to happen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> God. Needless to say, I need to get it out of my home, and I know there are some people who are willing to take on this endeavor. 
but many Facebook users were disgusted by the Pride to Be story. <laughs> yes. Outraged that she'd sell a dress she effectively stole for hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Someone said, uh, what a horrible person for stealing something like that in the first place. That was me. <laughs> Uh, someone else said, I'm glad she's being haunted for it. Sounds like karma to me. It was also me. <laughs> I hope that ghost comes at her harder, too. <laughs> for not only her theft, but her attempt to sell what she's stolen for $600. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Another said, teach you to go around stealing wedding dresses from ghost towns. <laughs> it does. That's what you get. <laughs> Others thought it was best to just dispose of the gown or return it to where she found it. Mm-hmm. Burn it and dump the ashes in a river. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Come on. In a river? That's weird, but okay. That's a thing. Um, really? With, um, I think, like, witch bones? I feel like this might be from the Brothers Grimm, actually. Now that I'm thinking <laughs> the movie, the Brothers Grimm, not even the, the actual Brothers Grimm. <laughs> Um, in the beginning, when they set up that witch thing, but only I know this part because I'm the only one who likes that movie in the world. <laughs> um, in the beginning, they do this whole setup like it's it's a fake thing, and the town has a witch, and so they're trying to get rid of it, and they fake catching the witch, and so Matt Damon tells the like mayor of the town or whatever mm-hmm. to burn burn the witch and dump her ashes in a river or something. No. Keith Ledger might say that. One of them says it. Um, but I think that's where I'm getting it from now, now that I'm thinking it about it. it was probably based on something, right? I would assume so. I would hope. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> the last person says, uh, this isn't your dress. Take another hike to the ghost town and leave it there. Do the right thing. Yeah. Yes. So this this story infuriated me. It made me laugh also because it's so stupid. Um, but that's the end of it. Haunted wedding dress. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I wonder if she ever sold it or if she just took I assume that she took it down. Yeah, you need to follow up. Yeah. Yeah, after all the hate comments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That reminds so like looking for things for clothing, mm-hmm. um, I kept being reminded of the movie In Fabric, which came out I think maybe 2018, 2019. And I saw that come. I mean, I haven't seen the movie, but it came up in my search results when I was looking for stuff. It's so good. I heard it's from really Google. good. Yeah, it's one of those like slow burn, uh, visually beautiful films. Mm-hmm. I think it might be a twenty four. Um, oh. Now that I'm thinking about it, so like it's oh. it's that feel, uh-huh. <laughs> but it's incredibly good, and it's about a haunted dress kind of. Do you want to see a picture of the the Facebook dress? Yes. What? That's from like nineteen eighty. I know. It looks like one for that dress my mom wore to her wedding. <laughs> That's not. What? Did you just like throw it in some sand? Probably. I, I mean, I bet she bought it at a Salvation Army or something, mm-hmm. and then was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell this for six hundred dollars." Yeah, I realized that I don't want it, so I'm gonna try uh-huh, and get some money from uh-huh, it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Jeez, anyway, yeah, it's ugly as hell, it's and it doesn't look even close. Like even the fabric is not, nowhere near Mm-mm. a ghost town fabric. <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid. Anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so that's that's my recommendation. If you're into clothes yes. and you're into ghosts, watch in fabric for sure. All right, well, 
I guess this is what we say. <laughs> See you later, ghouls and boys. Bye. Bye. Jimmy Crack Gordon, I don't care. And I don't care. You're right. <laughs>